you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, this is Boss here from the thechrisvossshow.com, the Chris Voss Show. Your favorite host in the world, of course, uh, the Chris Voss Show is with you once again today. Uh, two to three shows a day, 10 to 15 a week. What more do you want from me, people? It, uh, we turn 15 in three more days. People watching this 10 years from now are going to be like, what? Uh, but then, so just add 10 years to it, people, whatever the date is on the YouTube video. Um, but guys, uh, we are the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your dad did that one time that you fell off the swing. I don't know why I'm emotionally scarring people by bringing back their memories, but it's there. But we'll be talking about some of the anxieties that people might have about that today and how to resolve uh, the fact that your dad didn't really love you when it comes down to it. Probably left for milk when you were five. No, I'm just kidding. That's a gamer joke that we tell each other in gaming. Uh, but in the meantime, these are the jokes we tell so that we can lead you down the pathway of not minding so much the uh, plugs which are go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, TikTok, forward slash uh, Chris Foss one. And uh, gosh darn it, go to iTunes and give us five star reviews. See how easy and painless that was because we set up a uh, we set up a, a, a diversionary tactic there of uh, some sort of stupid ramble. And then we pitched you the thing and you were like, I didn't see that coming, Chris. Only after 1,500 shows. Anyway, guys, we have an amazing gentleman on the show, and he's going to help us with some of the different things we have. I'm, I'm a little anxious to have him on the show. So uh, he's an anxiety coach and expert on helping people get through anxiety. So he's going to help me get through my pre-show or my current show or my early show anxiety. I don't know where we're at with that, but we'll find out because he's the guy who diagnoses it. Adam Riley joins us on the show today. He's the uh, coach of Heal heal your anxiety and uh, we're going to be talking to him about uh, healing anxiety dealing with our own emotional issues because uh, god knows i have quite a few i mean i think we all know that from watching the show don't we folks um and we're going to be talking to him welcome to the show adam how are you thank you very much chris uh, great to be here happy birthday 15 years well thank show. you thank you well if we make it by in the next three to four more days you know i might quit by then and just be like i'm out of here i'm not doing this anymore but uh, probably not if we if i can help you with your anxiety to get you through the next few days you might just make it there you go there you go well let's see what, 15 and then you know 16 and i think it's the 20 that i'm wondering about will i still be doing alive in 20 years anyway whatever we're moving on so give us your dot com adam so where can we find you on the interwebs all right so my dot com is actually a dot org because i could there we go dot org it's heal your anxiety dot org there you go. And uh, so give us a little bit of a bio on you. Okay, just a brief bio. Uh, I'm from New Zealand, originally from New Zealand. I travel a lot. I'm currently in Lisbon. And I've been working with anxiety uh, intensely for the last three years. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the quick bio. Is there there you go. When you say you're working with it, you mean you're helping people and, 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 and issues like that? 
Yeah, I've been, I was training with another coach who was mm -hmm. focused on anxiety, who I learned from. And through my process with him my, and my own anxiety, I created my own tools, which have been proven to be very effective at helping people with anxiety. There you go. Uh, so uh, give us a 30,000 overview of kind of uh, what you do, how you help people, and then we'll get us in the deets in a bit. Okay, so the main thing that I uh, want to share first with people is something that I've created, which is called the Anxiety Relief Protocol. It's three simple steps that you can do anywhere, anytime, and it has shown to really reduce anxiety very, very quickly. So this is kind of the main thing that I'm giving away for free, and I want to share as far and wide as I can. I believe it should be a household, a household name one day. Mm -hmm. uh, and then beyond that, for people who want to continue with me, I'm creating a group coaching programs to, let's say, the anxiety relief protocol is to help you get relief from anxiety. And afterwards, to the programs will be to help you heal anxiety completely so that ideally you're not just getting relief from it, but it's gone. There you go. And, you know, why, uh, well, let's, let's, before we get into some of the other details on why it's important, et cetera, et cetera, let's talk a little bit about your hero's journey. What got you here? Did you, do you suffer from some emotional issues and then anxiety and what, what's your journey through life that, that uh, taught you how to deal with this and fix it? Yeah, totally. Great question. Uh, yeah, I've, I feel like I've suffered from most kinds of anxiety mm -hmm. and general anxiety worries about the future, I've had health anxiety, but my main anxiety has been a social anxiety. So oh. anxiety in groups, talking to people, meeting people, uh, t doing this kind of thing. And to be honest, I still feel a little anxiety doing this kind of thing. Sure. So That's normal, to... though. That's normal. Yeah. I think. It's, it's uh, somewhat new to me to do this so i still feel some anxiety but i mean compared to a few years ago i would never get on a show like this wow wow so you so, made quite a journey then yeah when i was uh, when i was in school i was disconnected i had to take a year off of school just because i wasn't able to connect with the kids at school so i was really i really had a lot of anxiety uh, i i've had anxiety where it just came over me comes out, a lot of people who have anxiety will understand this, like just a wave of anxiety, negative thoughts, just kind of takes you over and there's feels like there's no way out. Mm -hmm. And I think like talking about the hero's journey, like the one of the main points for me when I had anxiety was really this feeling like I was broken, that there was something wrong with me and that there was no way to fix it. Right. Mm -hmm. This was really this horrible feeling, not only the anxiety, but the feeling like I was always going to be like that. And it's only been in the last few years since I started to work with this. And I've spent my whole life trying to find solutions. I won't go into the whole story, but, you know, through drinking when I was younger, that kind of gave me some relief. Oh, I went yeah. through a very intense spiritual journey, did tons of yoga and meditation, which kind of helped. But really it was uh, when I started studying with this coach that was dealing with anxiety, Daniel Packard, started to learn with him. And I started to understand what anxiety was. And I found these tools. <clears throat> From when I found these tools and I understood how anxiety works, I really got the sense that it's possible 
to be free from it. And that was incredible. It was like, not only, yeah, it's like, I don't have to be like this forever. I'm not fundamentally broken. This is something inside of me. There's something that's happening to me that I can work on and I can move towards being free from. And every step that I take towards that freedom, like I get a bit of my life back and I enjoy my life a bit more. My relationships are better. I'm just able to enjoy day-to-day life better. My, you know, my business is better because I'm able to bring this new energy to it. There you go. So let's lead into that. How does like anxiety and being emotionally, uh, maybe insecure is the right word, or unstable, how does that impact our lives and why is that a real big issue? It seems obvious, but I'd love to hear it from you. Well, yeah, that's a great question. Something that comes to mind for me, there's so many ways. I mean, I guess I could define anxiety first i have a kind of a specific way that i define it which is anything any kind of fear or uncomfortable emotion that is out of proportion to the situation so we have a calibrated amount of fear say even for showing up on the show it's normal to be a little nervous because that makes me focus and you know prepare uh having some fear before uh crossing the road is good because you want to check both ways Uh, having some grief after a sad event you know somebody passes that's normal but whenever these emotions are out of calibration to the situation Mm -hmm. there's much more than is needed then i would consider this anxiety this is kind of like a yeah this excess of emotion how does it affect us i mean I can talk a lot about, well, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, if people are afraid to say no when they mean no, if they're afraid to set boundaries, uh, if they're afraid to tell somebody how they feel about them, if they're afraid to ask for a raise at work, um, if they are needy, uh, neediness is a form of anxiety. So if you oh. are destroying a relationship, Neediness is a kind of strategy based on fear, right? It's based on anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so you can be destroying a relationship by being too needy, codependency, all this kind of thing that's based on anxiety. Uh, a very common anxiety is health anxiety. So if you, oh. you know, we all have to face death. We all have to face difficult situations in our health. And that's, in, that's hard enough without having a ton of anxiety about it, right? Most definitely, yeah. Yes. So, so, and that can actually impede your recovery or healing that you may have available to you if you actually have anxiety on top of it. That's not mm-hmm. to mention depression, which I think is a, an extreme form of anxiety. Um, yes. Yeah. Do you think, do you find in your, in your research and working with people that, uh, you know, some people think depression and anxiety is uh, hereditary, uh, or maybe it comes from patterns learned or trauma as a child. Yeah, so I lean more towards uh, the trauma mm-hmm. um, way of looking at it. And trauma obviously can be specific uh, intense events, or it can just be the thousands of times in your childhood when you didn't get your needs met. Yeah. And, and you blamed yourself or you came up with a strategy to 
um, to get your needs met that you've embodied and are now playing out as an adult. Um, so I lean more towards that. The idea of it being hereditary, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I would say even if you had a predisposition to having anxiety, even if you had a genetic predisposition to having anxiety, I wouldn't focus on that so much just because whatever your predisposition is, you can't change that. But I do believe that focusing, for example, doing the anxiety relief protocol, uh, you can heal a lot of your anxiety. Even, yeah, just being predisposed to something doesn't mean you have to have it. Yeah. And I focus more on that space than on the predisposition just because I fo- would prefer to focus on something I can do something about. That's true. That's true. Because a lot of people, and, and we're really bad as human beings on on actualizing what's what's going to happen, you know, the future. You know, we worry about so much stuff that never happens. I think there's a few different um, scholars or, or Stoics and stuff that have said, you know, people worry 90% of the time about stuff that isn't even, that will never happen. You know, we, we worry, we'll think of all these crazy scenarios and, and then, and then some things are going to happen. You know, I mean, we're all going to die. We're all given a death sentence. I was just listening to, I think, David Goggin's book, and you know, there are certain there are certain um, finite elements to our life: death and taxes. <laughs> um, yes. You know, as someone famously said hundreds of years ago, it still seems true. Um, and so, you know, and you can worry about all you want, but you know, there's an old line. One of my favorite lines from the movie uh, No Country Full of Men is. You can't stop what's coming. That's vanity, and uh, uh, and so there are some things you you just need to say. Hey, um, you know, uh, let's not blow up everything into bigger thing than it is. Let's process what's going on in the present right now, and if we want to change the future, how we can change it through being present. And I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, what comes to me is, um, you know. The thing with anxiety is that it's not logical, right? Mm-hmm. Like these things are all true, and and they they're like an idea of where where we can get to, mm-hmm. you know, where we can get to that place where we're like, you know, okay, everyone's going to die, I'm going to die. That's you know that's going to happen. So just accepting that that's kind of an ideal, right? That we mm-hmm. want to get to. Anxiety really is like. Uh, not something that people can just do, but like can just get out of. You can't just choose not to have anxiety and you can't just, you you can definitely uh, move towards and these ideals, right? It's good to, to hold these kinds of truths because I would even say that that's kind of it. Like the, the anxiety is not true, Mm -hmm. you know, like the anxiety is all of these, whatever it is, it's, it's an augmentation of the truth. There may be some truth in it. Like for example, the worries that you said, you know, there may be some foundation to some of those worries, but it's just expanded and your reaction is way out of proportion to it. So in many cases, like you're saying, it's not true. It's kind of some fantasies that we're kind of embellishing in our head. And then we're worrying about something that, that may has high likelihood of maybe never, uh, uh, happening and uh, yeah, 
And so we're just we're just spinning our spinning our wheels, spending our time being afraid of of some fantasy we've cooked up in our head instead of focusing on reality. Yes. And uh, if you want, I can give you uh, maybe the most powerful one of the most powerful. Each one works differently. But one of the steps of the protocol of how to actually how you deal with this. Right. And that mm -hmm. is so you have all these worries, these fantastic worries that are out of proportion to reality mm -hmm. and the the kind of main mistake that people do when they have anxiety is to try and figure that out try and use their logical mind to problem solve and to realize what's true and not true etc and that and you're trying to do kind of these complicated things problem solving things uh, which would be fine except it's very hard to do when you have anxiety because the fear response is activated your amygdala is activated and your rational mind is actually minimized so trying to problem solve is not a first step for uh for relief for, for when you have anxiety it's not a first step but if you were you have all these thoughts coming at you if you were to listen just listen and keep listening and listening and listening. You don't have to agree or disagree. You don't have to do anything with the information. You can just listen, listen, and listen. And what happens is you actually start to absorb that information. Mm. Even if you don't have to do anything about it, you don't have to understand it, doesn't have to be true. You just want, this is one of the steps, you just listen, listen, listen. And this will actually... Uh, remove it, pull out the energy from it. So this energy that's kind oh. of out of control will just start to calm down on its own. And I, I recommend anyone listening yourself, anytime you feel any kind of anxiety, try just listening, especially mm. if there's a lot of thoughts, right? Because it can yeah. be a physical experience, but if there's a lot of thoughts, try just listening, listening, listening. Do you try and... Dis, do you try and disconnect yourself from the emotion in that point of listening where you just try and maybe act like it's maybe a movie screen it's away from you and you're 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 kind of seeing what's going on but you're not you're not letting it overtake you emotionally how does that work so personally i don't do that i'm i'm not speaking against it like i'm sure there's other modalities that um may do that and if mm -hmm. that works for somebody great personally um, my belief with the thoughts and emotions, because uh, I believe anxiety comes from trauma, meaning uh, stored patterns of thoughts and emotions that are stored somewhere in our system, mm. they're now activated, so they're triggered. And I believe that the way to get free of these thoughts and emotions is for these thoughts and emotions to uh, go to their natural resolution which means for a feeling, it's to be felt. And for a thought, I believe it's actually to be heard. So I already talked about listening. So the natural, that basically these feelings were not felt at some point. They were repressed, so they were stored. And by feeling them, that by allowing yourself to feel them and allowing them to run through the system and kind of holding space for them as long as you can, you know, if it gets too much, yeah, maybe you want to do something to, if to um, kind of 
you, you can you can definitely avoid you know mm -hmm. the, the, what i'm talking about is the opposite of avoiding you could avoid if it feels like it's too much but if you can hold space for it, allow yourself to feel it allow yourself to feel the emotions be okay with it and listen to the thoughts like these thoughts and emotions are actually resolving releasing so rather than everything that you've that most people have been doing that has been kind of repressing avoiding etc which means that they don't process so yeah this is this is how to really both re relieve the anxiety in the moment but also to get free from that much trauma from your system so that over time you have less anxiety there you go uh that makes all the difference in the world um uh and being able to process and how you approach it it sounds like is is the real big deal in in is is maybe half the battle understanding that okay i'm having anxiety at this point and identifying the problem and then from there being able to you know utilize it because a lot of times sometimes we go through anxiety at least i do from my personal experience um you, sometimes you don't realize you're in it until you're really deep in it and you're like, Oh crap, you know, and, and maybe some people don't even realize they're in a state of anxiety. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. The ability to identify it is half the battle. Yeah. The other half is what do you do when you identify it? But the truth is like, uh, you know, anytime you're activated, anytime your emotional system is activated, it could be something someone said or, you know, someone, a message someone didn't send or uh, just any situation where you're activated, that is anxiety. Mm -hmm. This is why I actually believe, it, you know, just everybody has some form of anxiety. The people who say they have anxiety, it's because it's really starting to have a serious negative effect on their life. But most people can live their lives. They more, more or less know how to manage these emotions. But it's good to see that these things are the same you know, they're just on a scale of, of how strong they are. And also the, the ability to recognize smaller levels of anxiety is a great training ground for when you have a higher amount of anxiety. So, for example, learning the protocol and learning to apply it in your life, it's hard to remember anything when you have, you know, I measure anxiety from 1 to 10. So when you have 10 being high, 10 being a panic attack, when you have 8, 9, 10 out of 10 anxiety, it's hard to remember anything. But if you train on the little times that a little bit of anxiety comes and you learn to do the pro protocol and you start to feel your anxiety drop because it will generally drop in the moment when you do it, then you're training yourself, like practicing, so that when you have that bigger something happens that's a big thing you know we all got we all have these things in our lives every so often that are a shock that you know but will bring up a lot of anxiety so you'll have more of a chance that you remember what to do if that makes sense there you, go. there you go i mean knowing is half the battle as they say uh where if you understand what's going on with you rather than you're just kind of lost in a hurricane of emotion and thought so how do people work with you do you work with men women both uh, what, what is your specialty in, in working with people and what are you usually looking for to help people with? Yeah. So at the moment, uh, my, my 
program like um, I'm creating a, a one month program that I'm that's really open for anybody and open for any kind of uh, anxiety I will will specify later on and and work with specific kinds of anxiety but actually just because this protocol as I've seen so far really I say if your anxiety is thoughts and emotions this will help uh -huh. so which you know all anxiety is thoughts and emotions and and this really focuses on the fact that you're having anxiety rather than what your anxiety is about so mm -hmm. it's really this first step i also call it like essential first aid for anxiety and uh, so at, at the moment i'm really open to anybody in these in the in this first program that i'm creating mm -hmm. that i've created and uh, later on i will make specific programs for each different kind of anxiety as well. There you go. And you work with men and women, correct? Yes. There you go. Uh, and uh, it's, it, you know, anxiety was something, well, I'll tell a story about anxiety. Um, when I was, when I was uh, starting my first company, uh, I, I think I always had anxiety, I had ADHD. And in my teens, I would check the door like 30 times a night, right? I would wow. be uh, one of those high things where, did I check the door? You're like, no, I know I checked the door. But wait, did you check the door? Was that last thing or this thing? And, you know, check the door locks. Again, there were different things that I would do um, to, uh, that were high anxiety, that were anxiety, ADHD sort of stuff. Um, and, and I went through my life not really getting that fixed. And then when I started my first company and then a year and a half later, I started my second company. I started really crashing with ADHD. And, uh, I was destroying office equipment when I would lose my temper. I was being very destructive uh, and reacting very poorly. And I remember one day I went in to, and, and this is back in the days when nobody knew what anxiety was or seemed to know what anxiety was, or very few people did in the 90s, I suppose. And uh, I remember going into the ER one day, and I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. My, my head hurts, my chest hurts, everything hurts. Uh, I'm going through these panic attacks and I don't think anybody knew what panic attacks were other than doctors. And the gal said to me, she goes, she goes, uh, yeah, you're suffering from anxiety. And I went, uh, yeah. And I also suffer from fear, happiness, loathing, uh, ex ex you know, excitedness, like what the fuck you're telling me I feel an emotion. Like I'm suffering from that. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was about to rip her head off. And, uh, cause I was, I was jacked up on anxiety and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, hold on. Uh, anxiety is, this is a, you need to psych see a psychiatrist, get some help and probably get on some drugs and, and blah, blah, blah. And, and, uh, eventually I did, but a lot of people don't realize they're in that state. You know, no one teaches this in school. They really should have a, like a, a good psychology in class that goes, you know, they should put everything they do psychology class and be like, hi, you're 16. Okay. Here's your fucked up problem. Uh, fix it have fun bye here's your problem i don't know maybe i should go visit schools and do that i could probably do that go tell kids what their problem is <laughs> yeah i think i do that on on modern warfare 2 and gaming so there you go but that was my journey that, to find out that i had anxiety and over life uh there's been two times in my life where i've had to go back to medication to get back present and get back in frame uh usually and usually over depression or something like you know I don't know. I they ran a Snickers bar at the candy store, or something. You know, we've all been there, right? That or they're at a favorite flavor of uh, uh, Doritos. Um, so you know, 
there's there is cause for depression and people go through that sometimes chemically you know et cetera et cetera so uh so what's the best way for people to reach out to you and do business with you or get to know you better or talk about maybe how you could coach them and help them do what they need to do yeah sure <clears throat> so i have my website which is healyouranxiety.org um it's uh a basic website. I'm kind of just getting started with uh, with online stuff. Uh, I have the free giveaway. That's really the the main thing that I can um, suggest people to do. The anxiety relief protocol. Okay. So I have a free training um, that goes into uh, the three steps deeply into the three steps, and also gives people tools for them to be able to implement that in their life right away. I, I give a guided practice. Um, so, for example, if somebody had anxiety, they could go in and just even take that and and go through it and uh, follow it, and it would likely uh, reduce their anxiety on the spot in a few minutes. There you go. Well, that's definitely important. And, you know, if you know somebody who's suffering from depression and anxiety and overthinking and, uh, you know, if you're reaching a point where your your thoughts are overloading your system and you, you can't perform tasks and you're just you're just ending up in the fetal position on your floor, or, you know, some you're, you're walking in the room, some room all the time going, why am I here? Yeah, it might be too much going on. And uh, there's a certain point where you can overload the brain. The brain just can't handle it. And about the the way I resolved it is just kind of frontal lobotomy schedules for next week. Um, so I'll That's just be happy idea. and drooling on the side. So, yeah, I'll just be sitting there going with my frontal lobotomy. Um, so, uh, Adam, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs and get to know you better. Yeah, so, again, just... Uh, I just have the website at the moment, Heal Your Anxiety. Uh, that's that's what I've got. There um, you go. Yeah. I can give there you go. Up. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Adam. Uh, people need to reach out to you so they can check out your anxiety relief protocol, three simple steps you can do anytime, anywhere to get immediate relief from anxiety. Uh, thanks for coming on, Adam. We really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. There you go. And hopefully we've helped a lot of people and we'll let you help a lot of people here in the future. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that's